tonight, we're going to begin part two of the most precious blood of Jesus. The Holy Spirit with Mary brings us to the cross of Christ, not only to be washed with the precious blood, but more importantly, to receive a transfusion of blood, whereby my contaminated blood is purified and made one with the pure blood of Christ, which is love. The simple path is the life of the Holy Spirit working with our cooperation to bring us to the cross, to become one with the crucified, which is transformation into love. Our tendency is to live centered in ourselves and the Holy Spirit works to move us out of ourselves into Christ. For example, all throughout our path, all the work of the Holy Spirit is to move us into Christ. Our wounds, the Holy Spirit brings us into our wounds so that our wounds can be brought into the wounds of Jesus. Our sufferings are united with Christ's suffering. As the Lord tells us, suffer all with me. Our tears are united to Christ's tears. Our groans of our pierced hearts enter Jesus' groans. Our joy is the joy of God. Many people tell me, well, I don't want to deal anymore with the wounds because Dealing with the wounds, I remain centered on myself. And actually, in the path that the Lord has taken us through, the opposite takes place. We're brought into the wounds of Christ. I want to focus tonight, as we enter into the blood, understanding more the precious blood of Jesus. The Gospel of John chapter 15, verse 1 through 12. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. 
I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me, you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Do you realize that in that, those few sentences, the words abide in me are said more than nine times. It's amazing. If you think of a vine, and I have a picture here, when you receive the teaching, you'll see the branch connected to the vine with the, the grapes hanging, very fruitful. Tonight, I wanna to give you another image for us in Love Crucified as the branch connected to the vine. I want you to see Jesus, the vine, crucified. And each of us, the branch, and we see ourselves not at the foot of the cross. I want you to see, here's Jesus, if you can see my hands, our bodies completely united to his crucified body. Our chest, our hearts touching against his chest, his heart. Our face on his shoulders, gazing at him, whispering, speaking into his ear. In our covenant of love crucified, we that have made our covenant said this, through the immaculate hands of Mary, receive my blood. All of us that wear the love crucified cross said those words. And I want to focus on those words tonight united to this gospel passage. 
I really pondered those words. And I thought about my blood. My blood is not the precious blood. My blood is contaminated. My blood is impure. Jesus's blood, his precious blood is all pure. Jesus's precious blood is all love. It's all life-giving. Jesus's precious blood is the Holy Spirit. It is the outpouring of the love of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, what does it mean in our covenant when we say receive my blood? Anybody can say that. In fact, you saw how easy it was to read the covenant and say it. Receive my blood is really meaningless. They're beautiful, maybe poetic words in a beautiful covenant that are up in the clouds. And like everything, we have to root everything in the reality of our lives so that it can be concrete, so we can live. So when, I'm gonna give you an example. First, I will tell you something the Lord shared with me about one drop of his blood. The Lord said, one drop, meaning his precious blood, carries all of me, my eternity. One drop is abundance of life. One drop is the fullness of power. One drop is the fullness of divine love. Then the Lord said, I received your blood and gave you mine. I received your nothingness and gave you my all. I received your weakness and gave you my power. Continue to give me your blood and I will continue to give you myself. Jesus tells us in John 15, what we must do to remain connected to him. He tells us, You've, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. And then he tells us the commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. As I pondered this, I started to ponder love. We have spoken through the years so much about love. Why? Because the whole path brings us to be transformed into love, which is the Trinity. And I was taken to the words of St. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 
And I want to give you a very concrete example of how we give Jesus our blood and we receive it transformed into his precious blood. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4 to 7 tells us about love. It says, and you've all heard this many times, but I'm going to read it to you again. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. As I very slowly pondered those words of what love is, and the Lord is telling us, if you want to stay connected to me, the vine, you must choose to love as I love. There was one sentence that the Holy Spirit convicted me of, and it was this. Love does not insist on its own way. And I received the self-knowledge of the many times with certain people and in certain situations that I insist on my own way. And so what did I have to do? I had to give Jesus, this is how I give him my blood. It's an act of repentance. Jesus, here is my blood contaminated with the pride of insisting in my own way. Receive my blood, my Lord. It's this union of my body against his and my blood through repentance enters his heart. He takes my contaminated blood and in his heart, in that fire, which is the Holy Spirit, it is purified. My blood is made new and he gives it back to me now as his precious blood. As long as I keep all my contaminated blood, I am full of myself. That is why the whole dying to self, the whole emptying is emptying our blood, our contamination in Christ. And that is what he wants to receive from us. The more I give of my blood, the more I can receive the transfusion of his blood. And in this long living process of our life, 
subtly in the most incredible work of the Holy Spirit, many times we don't even notice it completely in ourselves. We are being transformed more and more in Christ because it is his precious blood more and more living in us. Love does not insist in its own way. We want to speak tonight. I want to share with you about love. Because in order, like the Lord tells us, to remain connected, we have to grow. We have to be purified in love. And I thought this was important. Love does not insist in its own way. I thought of a book a while back I shared with you of Father Jacques Philippe, Searching for and Maintaining Peace. And at this level, I think most of us in Love Crucified are not going to desire anything that's bad. So many times what happens where we do fall into sin, where we do fall out of love, like the Holy Spirit was revealing to me, was that our ways can be very good ways. Our desires can be very good desires. Yet the way we want those desires is what's sinful. The key word in that one Corinthians is insist. Any time that I, Lourdes, get frustrated, irritated, resentful because my spouse or my children, and it happens in community, I can easily have my way of seeing a mother of the cross and missionary of the cross. And if someone doesn't act in a way that I can think of as a mother missionary of the cross and I get irritated, there is something wrong with me. You see? Because as Jacques Philippe explains in that little book, to truly live in the Holy Spirit, which is to live in love, means I need to always be in peace, in tenderness, in kindness. And that is why many times we fall out of love with our spouses, with our children. We are wanting them to be in a, something that we want, and it can be good. For example, I can want my children to go to mass. I can want my children to love the Catholic faith, don't we all? And yet, sometimes as our children get older, they don't go to mass. Do I get angry? Do I get frustrated? Do I hound them? You see, all of that reveals a lack of living in the Holy Spirit. 
because it is a lack of love. And therefore, the Lord takes us more and more through the power of the Holy Spirit to transform us into love. And more and more, that means it's that giving of my blood. It's that receiving, that self-knowledge. It's that act of repentance. The repentance is my heart being given to the Lord in that one act where I did not love with the Holy Spirit and saying, Jesus, this is my contaminated love. Receive it, purify it. Because ultimately, it is only through the precious blood of Jesus Christ in us that we can love because it is only through his precious blood in our hearts in our veins that it is he loving through us with us and in us and that is what the holy spirit wants to do in each and every one of us because we are called to be living chalices as I pondered this, I said, wow, but through the path, the Lord has been teaching us about how to love as victims of love, how he loves and how he is asking us to love, to remain connected to him. And I started to organize what's in the path and what I realized it started to become my examination of conscience which is called love and truly for us in love crucified our entire examination of conscience should be on how well or how poorly have I loved where have I lacked love so for example, on page 171 of our path, number 57, the Lord even tells us how to enter this examination of conscience. The Lord says, ponder every relationship and situation in your lives where you are not loving with me, through me, and in me, and ask yourselves, why is it so difficult to love this person or to love in these situations? And then the Lord goes on to tell us, it is only in this way that you can become one with my Eucharistic life and be transformed into love. How beautiful if on a daily basis we can ask ourselves, well, today, at the end of our day, how with the people I came in contact with, our spouse, our children, our coworkers, friends, how did I love? 
to remember the times I got irritated, harsh, unkind, and to ask ourselves, why was it so difficult to love that person today? Why did I get so irritated? You see? And then at the end of the day, to be able to say to the Lord, my Lord, to live our love crucified covenant. I give you my love, my contact, I mean, I give you my blood, my contaminated blood today. That was rude. That was short tempered. That was selfish. Receive it, my Lord. And I beg you, Lord, give me, purify it, and give me your precious blood. And the Lord says something so powerful in John 15. If you abide in me in this way, he tells us, he makes a promise. Ask. Ask, he says. Here it is. Ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Do any of you doubt that if we live giving our Lord constantly our contaminated blood on a daily basis and asking for his precious blood and begging the Holy Spirit to bring forth this transfusion of blood, God is going to deny us this? Of course not. This was the prayer in John 17, right before our Lord dies, right before he enters his passion. His prayer is that we be one with him and through him with the Father. That the love of the Father be in us as he is in us. The Lord's greatest desire of his sacred heart is that we be one with the Trinity. How will the Lord not give us this transfusion of blood? In number 88 in our path, page 243, the Lord tells us how he loves. He first explains to us how he loves. He says, the light of Jesus Christ is love that suffers for all and with all. Love in pain and sorrow. Love that enters into the brokenness of humanity and receives her brokenness into himself to heal and restore her in God. Love receives her wounds and bears them upon his body to heal her with the balm of his tenderness and mercy. This is the light of the world. This is love. And then Jesus tells us, receive my wounds, the sin, brokenness, and oppression of your brothers and sisters. We need to ask ourselves, 
Have I taken the time in prayer to receive the wounds, the sins, the brokenness and oppression in my spouse, children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, parents, superiors, directors, friends, co-workers, daughters and sons-in-laws, and to suffer their brokenness with Christ as my prayer to Abba. This is love. If I am not living this way, I need to offer my Lord my contaminated impure blood. My Lord, I offer you my impure love that does not know how to love unconditionally, that gets irritated with my children and doesn't receive their brokenness into my heart to suffer with you. Forgive me, my Lord, purify my blood through you, with you, and in you, and give me your precious blood that I may love as you love. Have I taken the time to enter the pure pain of how the woundedness of others hurts me, how it hurts others and how it hurts themselves? In number 49 of our path, page 162, the Lord tells us how he loves in the Eucharist. The Lord says to us, I give myself fully to the good and the bad. Now I want you to even focus on the word fully because the Lord says to us, I give myself fully to the deserving and the undeserving to those who love me and to those that persecute me. I continue to love those who do not love me. I continue to love those who use me. I continue to love the unfaithful. I continue to love those indifferent to my love. We need to ask ourselves, did I continue to give myself fully in patience, kindness, and tenderness when I was treated badly, disrespectfully, harshly? Did I choose to love when I was not loved, used, ignored? by communicating with respect and tenderness and not separating myself. You see, what an incredible examination of conscience. And we begin to tell the Lord, we continue to say to the Lord, receive my blood. 
my blood that only knows how to love conditionally my blood that is so contaminated i beg you holy spirit purify it in the furnace of the sacred heart of jesus the lord said to us this is who you have become but it is not who you are i see you as you are and i suffer who you have become this was a teaching we had in the community. I need to remember, I need to ask myself, was I able to see beyond their exterior acts to see the condition of their hearts and suffer this with Jesus? Or did I judge or did I compare solely from what I saw and heard exteriorly. That is not how the Lord loves us. Our biggest deception is rooted in our ego. Our tendency is to make everything about ourselves. We view people situations, and even God, according to our thoughts and feelings, and make judgments according to our very narrow lens of understanding, instead of through God's understanding. Did I react in a negative way because I made the situation about myself? my community, this is how we begin to live our lives as mothers and missionaries of the cross, giving Jesus our blood and receiving his precious blood. This is how we continue to be transformed into love. 